8.35, it's uh, time for Seoul Insa, where we get you filled in on some of the hottest news stories developing in the capital. Offer you some insights on living in Seoul with our insiders, Elizabeth Hong and Cedric Skysady. Good morning, guys. Good morning, we are here. Yes, we are. Good morning. <laughs> I can certainly attest to that. Uh, the weather's been getting... Nice overall, right? A few cold moments, a few, mm-hmm. few spots and more of rain, but generally right. we're on an upward trend with the weather. Upward yes. trend. A little chilly the last few days. That's uh, your butt. It was still good, especially with the fine dust levels being so low. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Mm. Like worth wearing an extra layer if you're breathing right. wonderfully clean air. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, the, the, the reason we mention the weather at all is because you think to yourself, right, where shall I go in Seoul to enjoy this weather? Mm-hmm. Hangang Parks is the answer for many people. Right. That's the main attraction for us all, right? And, and there are several of them. So nearest my home uh, is probably the Banpo Bridge, mm-hmm. um, probably Hanam Bridge on the other side. Um, and that offers a few nice parks. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also do enjoy going a bit further down towards Yoido. And that right. park area is pretty, pretty nice. And mm-hmm. actually... If you've got the time and patience, you can just walk between parks. That's true. Along the river or cycle. Mm -hmm. It's all very pleasant. Um, Let's get some stats, Cedric, on on just how many people have been doing this. Absolutely. So in recent years, there's been a huge increase in recreational park goers at the Han River Park. Mm. In fact, over the past decade, the number of visitors to Han River Park doubled. In 2008, there were about 40 million annual visitors, which is a lot. But get this, in 2017, the figure jumped to 75 million. Sounds like exponential growth. It's crazy. But they've been promoting it. The the other reason we're talking about this, of course, uh, is not just to celebrate the popularity, but it's the problems that come with that exponential growth. So we're going to be talking about some regulations that have been enforced, like when you're pitching a tent, what Mm -hmm. you need to be aware of, uh, drinking alcohol. Let's face it, that's another... Common activity right. when you're enjoying the sunshine. And after all that, the trash. The trash. trash behind. Yeah. Pollution. Right, absolutely. So considering the new popularity of using the tents, let's, let's start there. Let's talk about the tents. The city had to find a way to regulate usage. So I actually went out to the park to find out what's happening. And uh, let's take a listen. This is Cedric Sky City, your sole insider out here at Yoinaru Han River Park. And it is a Saturday evening around 6 p.m. And it looks like the park is full of people pitching tents and also laying out mats, hanging out with each other in small groups and large groups, eating chicken, drinking beer, enjoying their wonderful Saturday afternoon. Aside from it being very busy, as the weather is progressively getting warmer these days, you can't help but to notice that just within a couple of feet outside of Exit, Yoinaru Station, you are greeted with a sea of tents all around of people pitching tents and hanging out here at the park. Now, 
This is definitely a big difference from what I remember even last year coming out to this park during the weekend several times throughout the summer. I don't remember seeing as many tents as I see this year. Now, what I am noticing is that there are designated areas and large spaces for where people can pitch their tents, but from what I can see, they're not able to pitch it just anywhere, so they have to make sure they're within the confines of those areas. Whereas as far as the old traditional way of setting up shop here at the park, there are people who still bring out their mats, and so it looks like they can set up their mats anywhere and just hang out with their friends. I'm spending time with my family inside the tent we set up at Hangang Park. Until a few minutes ago, I was riding a bicycle with my son along the Han River. The weather is nice, so we like it a lot. Now we're playing the ukulele inside the tent. It's a family hobby. Now, there is a rule regarding tents here, and this is one of the parks where if you pitch a tent, you must have at least two sides open and exposed at all times. Now, from what I can see, it seems like most people are abiding by the rules and having at least two sides open, but not everyone. In fact, just a few minutes ago, I did see a lady who was wearing a blue jacket who appeared to be working for the city, going around, making sure that the rules are being abided by, and uh, I actually saw her approaching one tent and letting them know they need to make sure they had at least two sides open. I'm out here with two friends to enjoy the weekend. I prefer a tent over a mat because it keeps insects like mosquitoes out. Plus, it still gets a bit chilly later in the evening these days. But inside the tent, the temperature is kept at a pleasant level for us to enjoy outdoor. Also, it provides protection from the dust. I agree with the city's regulation considering that this is a place for public use. As a citizen, I think I should be following the rules and be a part of it. Well, my final thoughts are it seems like most people are aware of the rule when it comes to pitching the tent and making sure at least two sides are open. But also there are people that still need to buy by the rules and some may need to be made aware. And so outside of that, it's been a great time out here. And it seems like this is such a great way for family and friends alike to come and spend their weekend. This is Cedric Skysetti, your Soul Insider, signing out. So then, um, yeah, the time's 8.41. We're here in the studio with Cedric Skysady, uh, whose voice you were just listening there, out and about by Yoinaru, that uh, park near the Yoido area that I was referring to before, which I, I really am a fan of, uh, and Elizabeth Hong. Mm-hmm. Hello, guys, again. Um, so, C- Cedric, generally speaking, this two sides of the tent thing open, yeah. Uh, what I mean, what's your view on that, personally? My view, you know, uh, initially when I heard about it, uh, I was more so in disagreement, uh, thinking, well, it's, you know, let the people just do what they want and just respect their privacy. But after going out there and just really examining the area and just seeing how many tents are out there, I can see the concerns. I can see the privacy concerns um, and also just the concerns from uh, the city's point of view of maybe inappropriate activity mm. yeah. uh, within the tents. And it's so easy to kind of hide in the pool or the sea of tents that I saw. Right. Mm. So I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with the regulation um, just I for mean, safety reasons. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it kind of becomes like a campsite, which is what they don't want it to be. Right. Because, right. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We could easily get too embroiled in the question marks of the tents themselves. But I, I, I would also say that if it's a warm day 
you really just want to focus on blocking the sun on yourself if that's why you're using a tent. But it's quite mm-hmm. nice to have a couple of sides open. Right, right, right. And one thing to note is a lot of these tents have uh, these mosquito or these insect nets. So mm-hmm. you can still have the tent open, but the, the, te- uh, the net's up. And so you still have a little bit of degree of privacy right, even with right. that. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, like, there might be obscene behavior that people are doing that the city doesn't want to encourage in the case of couples meeting tents, but you might also want to change your child's diaper or something. Right. right. And not That's want true. necessarily to have a free fall. I mean, there, there are other things mm-hmm. you might want to change. Right. You know, you might be mm-hmm. too hot and you want to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a few mo- th- There are th- reasons for enjoying the privacy of a tent that are not necessarily appropriate. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, can you take us through the regulations step by step? Yes. Uh, so f- as of now, uh, recently they just had this policy in force and it's basically al- restricting the time use, I guess, for the tents. It's only allowed from 9am to 7pm, which should be taken into consideration. And also, also seasonal between April to October only at 13 specific tent zones. So we should be aware that there are tent zones. So you can't just automatically go to Hangang Park and expect that you can just put a tent up. Mm. Um, so you should really look at the the website, um, or even call the Tazan Call Center for these specific locations. Um, there's two in Yeoido Hangang River Park and two in Pampo Hangang River Park, which were the two popular ones that you've mentioned, Alex. And tents must be smaller than two meters tall and two meters wide. And as you said, Cedric, with at least two sides remaining open. And there are violations. If you do get caught uh, without following this regulation, it can result in fines of 1 million won. But if you violate more than once, fines can increase. Um, so it, for the second time they get caught, it'll be 2 million won. The third time it can go up to 3 million won. So it's a pretty, I mean, the fine is pretty high, so it's pretty serious. They're taking this action pretty seriously. And also, Hangang River Operations Headquarters, they started having their regulation team of 237 members making rounds to guide people, let them know that this regulation is being enforced. So I think, Cedric, you also mentioned that you've seen people walking around and telling people, right? I did. I've noticed some uh, park workers, and I believe they work for the city, uh, mm-hmm. but they were going around. They actually had a blue jacket on. So mm-hmm. I think that's how you can tell they work for the park or the city. And so they were going around, and I saw them approach one tent, mm-hmm. uh, just letting them know about the regulation. Hey, you need to make sure you have at least two sides open. Right. Yeah, so they're actually uh, enforcing this now. Yeah, it should be handled with some sensitivity and common sense i think so because of the reason i said before Mm -hmm. i mean don't you think elizabeth like let's say you went there with a tent you weren't aware of this regulation or even if you were aware of the regulation you might want three minutes to quickly change or something exactly exactly so i think it is nice that they're having these i guess personnel there to kind of make sure to at least let us know give us a heads up on it for now first and it's gonna it's gonna take time for people to really get used to this new regulation it's just new so i'm sure there are people that aren't aware at all about it right um, 3109 is texted and if you want to use tents however you want to why not mm-hmm. go to a camping ground as someone who doesn't have a tent it's been so hard to find space with my picnic mat at Hanover <laughs> Park because all the tents take up so much space and I, I, that's an excellent point as well I think that the word tent is mm-hmm. a little bit misleading because it's so vast the various types of tent and um, mm-hmm. what we should really be encouraging again is what you said before Elizabeth this mm-hmm. idea of uh, a cover that's 
less than two meters right. tall and less than two <laughs> meters wide, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then then we're not talking about something that's going to take up a, more space than a picnic mat. For you. You, right. It, it turns into something like a picnic mat with a roof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, they are renting it out. There are places you can go to rent it out. So if you're not really sure what the size really is, then, you know, you could just go to the place uh, where they rent it out to you. I've seen people have the same brown tents, right? Right, right. And even uh, at the, the opening of the park, there are people that are renting out the tents there. Mm-hmm. So... If you forget your tent or you want to try one out, you can just, at the park, get one. But Mm -hmm. this enforcement thing, this idea of a million won rising to three million won as a repeat offence, that's excessive Mm -hmm. if you were caught out innocently. Mm -hmm. uh, Or even if it wasn't innocent. I mean, whatever the case, that's a lot. When we compare that with, for example, speeding in a car, 2219 has texted in saying... One million, one fine for tents? Why not do that for traffic enforcement, parking, speeding? I mean, so parking is probably potentially a more of an inconvenience than closing up your tent and doing whatever you want to do discreetly. Mm-hmm. Um, and speeding, definitely, potentially mm-hmm. more harmful, right? I mean, and, I, and, and there's right. nothing like that level of fine that we impose for those potentially more serious offenses. I mean, I totally agree. Um, I want to be careful with my words. But I think I am kind of more on the conservative side because I guess I'm not a fan of PDAs, public display of affection, sometimes. Okay, but covering Mm -hmm. up a PDA with a tent is perhaps (laughs) as conservative as you can get if you're going to... Right, well, I I just feel like... If it's something that's going to cause discomfort to anybody, you know, I I feel uncomfortable when people go, I do appreciate when I, or it's beautiful when I see lovely couples holding hands and, you know, pecks here and there, but we all know what we're talking about when we say inappropriate behavior. Yeah. And and it's probably gone to that extent, which is why this kind of regulation is being enforced. And I've actually had personal experience where I've seen maybe not, you know, extreme measures, but where I've seen people do certain type of affectionate behavior that I thought was very inappropriate, especially because Hangang is a place where there's families and okay, children. You, you saw know. that. Whereas, what, what, what about, let's mm-hmm. just play devil's advocate here, you were next to a tent mm-hmm. and you were aware there's a couple inside that tent. Right. And it's just your mind wondering, what are they doing inside <laughs> that tent? Is that a problem? No, I think I don't mind. It is their own private business. But what I'm talking about is when I... Hear things or <laughs> like okay, you but know, right? I, 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 if it was literally silent mm-hmm. around you, that, but come on, the Han River is right. not exactly a quiet environment. Seven one one nine said, honestly, I find it to be a bit of a privacy issue and should be left up to people's common sense. Um, okay, let me, th- and I, I basically agree with that. Although I, you know, perhaps people just can't handle their imagination with a closed tent. Um, let, and I'm not directing that at you, Elizabeth. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that right. perhaps that's part of the problem here is, is actually people's uh, thoughts creating mm-hmm. some of the issue. Uh, but what about like car parks? I sometimes in mm-hmm. these underground car parks see couples in cars mm. oh, wow. showing off PDAs. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if there's any fine for that. Right, or even on the elevator, you know, in the public. All sorts of things. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, in other words, we're making a big issue out of tents. Um, the thing is, right, a lot of young people, a lot of young couples using mm-hmm. this opportunity, they're down by the river, they're enjoying themselves, and I guess someone's got to be um, encouraging some decorum. Uh, it, maybe the question is the level of fine. Right. What about, you know, speaking of decorum, drinking alcohol? Because sometimes when you when you drink a little bit, you drop down your... Your guard and you guards a little down, yeah. About fines, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's the regulation regarding drinking, Elizabeth? 
And that's a very good question. There actually isn't any specific regulation that's, um, I guess, enforced at this moment. But the reason there's this debate is because there were a lot of accidents that did happen. And back in 2013, a drunk man in his 20s jumped into the river. That was a really uh, big issue. And in 2016, a drunk person threatened a store employee with a deadly weapon. Um, So things like violence and, um, I guess, certain attempts where people injure themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, as a comparison, the River Thames in London, Mm -hmm. I've seen many, many, many drunk people jump in the river, including at like 2 a.m. And I'm not advocating that sort of behavior, but we shouldn't. I mean, it's going to happen. It's based off of one one off. And, and I've yeah. never seen anything like that actually mm-hmm. happen at the hunt. But I think another thing that's kind of, a, I guess, a, an issue that's becoming big is the drunk riding, or we call it drunk bicycling problems. Because okay. we all know a lot of people cycle around the park. And according to Land Infrastructure and Transport Committee, there were 1,173 bicycle accidents in the past five years at Hangang River Parks. So issues like this is what's causing people to say, should there be some regulation that's restricting people from drinking in these, you know, public areas? And as of now, what's prohibited is if you do cause too much noise or a violent behavior that is threatening, then there are, you know, certain, I guess, degrees to where they can fine you maybe up to like, you know, certain type of, I guess, fines or fees. But that's probably more because it's a violence You know, there's violence involved. I I think some of the problem here is that it's left up to the subjectivity of the person in the blue jacket that you talked about, Cedric. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's say they're deciding someone's a bit too drunk. But, you know, it's a grey area. That's true. That's true. And how many of these bicycle accidents were related to alcohol? That's my question. That's true. That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a statistic related to accidents of bicycles. Who knows how much was related to drinking? But it is a common issue that's happening, you know, and so that's why these discussions are kind of coming back up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Again, we've got to perhaps be cautious about becoming a, a nanny state. But 4106 gives the other side of this. I've seen people get out of control when drinking outdoors and it gets scary. I'm scared for them. Mm, Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe those same people are scary when they drink in their own homes. Uh, The fact they're doing outdoors just means we're seeing it. I don't know. I I think we've got to be careful about introducing too many controls uh, on these things. But Mm -hmm. having... People enforcing these with common sense is vital, including on the tent front as well. It would be a big shame to have someone forced to pay a million won when they really felt like they'd been harshly dealt with. Right. Or three million won. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's talk about the other aspect, perhaps the most common issue, whether you're Mm -hmm. drinking or even taking a tent with you, you Mm -hmm. are liable to leave mess behind. Right. A lot of trash, uh, right? So, Cedric, do you want to deal with this surge in garbage yeah so let's let's take a look at this stat according to seoul city the amount of trash produced at hangang parks were about 3,800 ton in 2015 and that rose to 4,800 ton in 2017 and so here's the thing when i was out there this past weekend 
Uh, here were some observations I was able to make. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, there were big trash bins set up throughout the park, and, and I'm talking huge. Mm. And so, and these trash bins were getting full pretty quickly. And so, you were able to put your recyclables and also your just your general trash in there. Uh, but personally, I didn't really see a huge problem with uh, excessive trash being left by people. Of course, I saw. You know, some people packing up their mats or their tents and leaving a couple of things behind. But mm-hmm. in comparison to what I've seen in the States at certain parks, say like in New York City, this is still quite clean how everyone kept it. And so uh, the, I think the biggest problem I saw were the delivery flyers mm. that you get that, you know, a lot of the uh, some of the older ladies are usually passing out or some of the older gentlemen, they're passing out uh, so you can order, you know, your chicken or pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've seen those laying around. But, you know, even then there were people going around picking that up. And I'm assuming these are also park or city workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we could be more intelligent with the way these things are promoted, maybe even ban those flyers and, and find right. bigger signs that can be put Mm -hmm. up for everyone to see uh, Mm -hmm. and people have to pay for that space rather than paying to print loads and loads of waste paper and it comes back to our discussions about environmental issues right right? cutting on plastic and delivery Mm -hmm. packaging Yeah, which we talked about. And actually, you make a good point, Alex. They, the city did actually restrict the distribution of food delivery flyers, and they're allowing them to be only put up at notice boards in five designated food delivery areas, actually. So uh, apparently, these food delivery areas are, there's two in Duksong Park, there's three in Yeoido Park. So that's also something to be aware of. Yep. Uh, there's also something called the Kyugyok Pongtu Shilmyeongje, and that's like the standard trash bag real name system. And basically, it's... Uh, making businesses operating on Hangang sites to own up to you know, their waste. So they yep. have to put the names on, their names on the bags to take responsibility for proper, proper, disposable, uh, excuse me, proper disposal of waste. And I think mm-hmm. you raised a very important point. Some of the parks and just playground areas that yeah. I've seen with the most trash are the ones with the least obvious amount of disposal areas. Mm-hmm. So build the mm-hmm. disposal areas, I'm pretty sure Soul Lights are... a bit more responsible than most cities for, for, for putting it in the right place if there's a place to put it. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, guys. I mean, we've got one more message we can finish with. 5401, maybe this is a, a slogan for us all. You shouldn't do what you don't want to see other people do. Love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Golden <laughs> rule, kind of. Thanks for everyone's messages today. And thank you, guys. Cedric and Elizabeth, always a pleasure having you here with us all. Insa? Mm-hmm. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. We've got Inside Career with Yerika Park after your latest news headlines.